what is going on it is your boy james king aka dougie back again for another episode of a session with dougie the podcast i told you guys i would be back took a little bit of a vacation and a little bit of a hiatus but we're back here finally got a chance to sit down and do this podcast trust me guys i've been thinking about y'all i've definitely been trying um been a bit busy been a bit busy as you guys know i've turned 24 now i left you last time a 23 year old boy and we're now 24 year old man excuse me (laughs) but excuse me if i sound a little raspy uh the bong wasn't treating me too nice today took me a couple tries to get the intro down um coughed my lungs out a few times you know really felt like i was shot in my chest i think it needs a good cleaning I know I said before that I was going to clean up before I went on vacation, but that didn't work out, as you probably can tell. Um, Had a lot of stuff to do, still have a lot of stuff to do, and that is why it's taking me so long to get back to you guys. Just really trying to work back, um, get back into life and pulling everything back together since I got back from vacation. And we'll talk about all that. Um, We're going to talk about all that this episode. We're going to talk about how my birthday went how California went, of course, Um, and then we're going to talk about a little bit of stuff into the future. Now, I posted a blog, uh, was it yesterday, Friday? It was, oh, it's Friday today, so it was a couple days ago, probably like Wednesday or Monday, actually it was Monday, that's what it was, Um, so I dropped it on Monday in place of a podcast, just to give you guys some content, and this is uh, probably, this podcast is probably going to go out Monday, if not a little bit earlier, just because I didn't give you one guys one last week. So again, let's get back to it. What have I been doing, man? So obviously, I spent my 24th birthday in California, uh, spent it with my girlfriend and some close friends and my twin sister, obviously. Can't forget about her because she swears it swears. I always forget about her. So my girlfriend's birthday, day before ours, uh, celebrated her birthday, celebrated my birthday. It was fucking great. It was fun. California was great. We're going to talk you more into the things that we did, but I've just, again, I've been adjusting getting back into that regular lifestyle of coming back to Jersey, not only feeling like a criminal because, you know, weed isn't legal here. Not quite yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we got some things going by the end of the year. Maybe they can get something done, and we don't have to wait all the way until November of next year. Because the more time this is illegal, the more time I have of possibly getting in trouble. And I'm not beat for that. Come on, legalize the weed. Let's get all these people out of prison uh, for serving time over something stupid. Weed shouldn't be a crime, man. Come on. Alcohol is doing much worse to people, and that shit is very legal, and it kills people pretty much all the time. But people know that, and like I said, it's a matter of time. It's all about just getting all the, you know, fucking political shit out the way. So hopefully soon, hopefully uh, soon we'll be able to go into dispensaries and just purchase whatever we want without feeling like a criminal, and it's going to be as simple as going to a liquor store. And I'll describe more to you guys what the dispensary experience was like more uh into the show but referring back to the blog post we just talked about at the end there for those of you that read it i discussed how this would probably be the last episode of the season i guess we're gonna call it i'm looking at it more as like a prelude so like a prelude season of to what we're actually going to be getting into now let me just explain that a little bit further 
Uh, so basically, this season was a practice run, um, a debut. Uh, just wanted to see how it would work, how I would put everything together, and finally getting in front of the mic and practicing, and putting content out there there to see if you guys would, you know, honestly fuck with it. And I can say the this is, I guess, this has all been worth it. I guess we can put it like that. I've gotten a ton of support. A bunch of people that listen, a little bit of a following. It's pretty lit. Um, it's it's shown me that this is the right thing, and this is what I wanted. This is the type of reaction that I was hoping to get when I went through with this and decided to start doing this because it did take a while to put all this stuff together. Again, I pretty much built everything from the ground up myself, except for the beat. Shout out to Andrew. So it's been bittersweet, and now it's time to take it to the next level. And what I'm going to need to do that is time. So I'm going to be needing to use the time that I take to, you know, edit these podcasts, uh, actually sit down and record them, um, prepping for it. All this stuff takes time. Uh, not as much as you would think. I wouldn't say it takes up a huge amount of time, but when you're already working full time, trying to squeeze a lot of this stuff in, especially on a funky work schedule is kind of, kind of difficult. Um, I'm definitely able to do it still. Once we're back into doing doing this, it's going to take a lot more production and a lot more preparation. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing how we're going to do that. <clears throat> but for now, like I said, I'm going to need the time to set up, you know, set up to, for what's next. And I have a lot of thing, pl- things planned. Obviously, I tell you guys all the time, we want to have guests on the show. We want to move towards video. I need the time to set set up for that. And also, I just need the time to refresh, come up with some new content ideas and things like that, and really take a step back. And that's one thing that I want to personally get better at is trying to, you know, be comfortable with taking a few steps back to go even more steps forward. So sometimes it takes two to move forward 10. And that's one thing I want to get used to, want to get adjusted to, and not look at it like it's a bad thing, because obviously we've made a lot of progress, and this is not a bad thing taking a little break at all but understanding that I really want to find this and this is something I really want to do so we got to take a step back and make sure we can do the things we want to do and get the things that we have to get done done to make sure that this is a podcast and this is gonna you know have me quit my regular job one day eventually I mean that's really the goal is to really do something like this full-time and put myself in a position to have more time to do the things I want to do and also be able to give back Uh, That's one thing that I want to do when I get to that point of being able to is to be able to give back um, to the community, help some people out and show people that, you know, weed, marijuana, it's not a bad thing. And if we put it towards some positive stuff, um, a lot of stuff can get done. And what I'm really looking for out of all this outside of that is just the respect and be taken seriously have all the stoners be taken seriously and have all of us be looked at as creatives and people that do things and people that are not boring. Because at the end of the day, if we get anything out of any of this, we're not boring people. So, California, let's get into it. Where are we going to start, man? So, we'll start at start out at the flight, man, the flight going there. I am not a big flyer. I'm not a huge fan of flying, but this trip definitely made it way easier to the point where I don't think I'm going to be so nervous next time I hop on a couple planes. That was great. It was smooth. 
The flight was amazing. Um, and for a flight that I thought was going to be around like six hours, we pretty much got there in under that. Even coming home was even faster, but going there, uh, we got there in a good amount of time. Plane was cozy, big ass plane. Uh, not too much turbulence, smooth ride. I don't, I don't think I really slept too much on it. I was off and on, but for the most part, extremely, extremely smooth flight. We ended up getting there pretty early and before we could check in, cause we couldn't check in until about two o'clock. So we didn't get there till 10 or nine or 10 ish around there. So we dropped our bags off, hooked up with some friends. Went to get some food, and obviously the first stop was the dispensary. And I said this for months. I told everyone that I was going with. As soon as we land, the first step we're going to take is going to a dispensary. Now, before we got there, I had this idea that when I got out there, there were going to be dispensaries on every corner. It was going to be like some sort of weed motherland where all you see is cannabis here marijuana here buy some edibles here billboards you know stuff like that and honestly it was not like that it was pretty much the opposite and i'm not saying la didn't have a cool vibe i kind of actually liked it better without all that extra stuff and i'll explain it a little bit more because the weed culture was very chill out there it was very they're used to this shit already like this shit is cool um not a not you know there wasn't a lot of like, like you didn't walk outside and just smell weed in the air. Not so much as, you know, you do here, which is very odd, but it was lit. Like, it, I guess it's more chill out there. And one thing that I felt while I was out there through all this, I want to say this now before I forget it is I felt accepted. Like I felt more accepted. Someone I was speaking to someone and who's been out there and they were saying like, yeah, like the stuff that we do, the stuff that we like to do is more accepted out there. Just how it is, the culture, the everything is just, you feel more accepted for being, um, for one, a stoner for sure. Creative things of that nature. It's just so much going on out there that no matter what you're into, what you like, you're going to fit in somehow. So feeling more accepted generally out there was definitely dope. I mean, you come here, you smoke a little weed. It's like you're a crim. You feel like a criminal. You are a criminal, technically. So that feeling of pure acceptance and shit like that was awesome. It was great. But yeah, the dispensaries aren't in your face, and honestly, a lot of the dispensaries didn't have any like you know any weed logos stuff like that. It wasn't out there whatsoever. A lot of them actually had like covered windows, um, very secure, very discreet, as it should be. I mean. These dispensaries, it's it's a pretty dangerous game at the same time. Because remember, you're keeping a bunch of marijuana together. People are stupid. People are going to try to rob you. And that's why the most of the dispensary, dispensaries we went into, because actually we only went to two, I think, like two or three maybe. The couple dispensaries that we got into um, definitely had security. And you had to step into a room before you actually entered this, the dispensary. So the one we went to first, um, obviously you walk in separate room with an armed security guard <clears throat> and it was a couple of us so obviously we all weren't going to be able to go in at the same time they were only going to let a few of us in which is fine perfectly cool there doesn't need to be a bunch of people sitting in there there's only a few bud tenders that you can really talk to 
So there doesn't need to be 11, 12 people in there <clears throat> trying to figure out what, what we're going to want, what we're going to do. We're all going <clears> to <throat> go in. We're all going to get the shit that we needed, which we ended up doing. So I could totally understand why they don't want more than a couple people in there at once. So like I said, armed security, taking your IDs, and a lot of these dispensary places <clears throat> uh, give you like a first timers, like some sort of deal for being a first timer, excuse me. So whether it be like free edible, a free pre-roll or something like that. Um, I think this dispensary was upgrade your eighth from 3.5 to 5 grams for the same price, which was cool. And we all pretty much did that. And you can split them up by the types of weed. So you can go a half, uh, 2.5 of this, 2.5 of this. So it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So you walk in, <clears throat> you walk in and all the indicas and all the sativas, they're all separated. So. They had the indicas in, in jars set up on one side. They had the sativas in, in other jars set up on one side. And you're face-to-face -face with your bud tender telling them what you want. <clears throat> and they tell you they got the perfect stuff for you. You want something that's going to make you stay up? Excuse me. They'll show you the, the sativa, sativas. You want the, uh, something that's going to put you down a little bit? You want to go have a good night's sleep? Or you just want to chill, relax? The indicas are going to help you out. So they had all these different kinds of weeds, all different names. And... I ended up deciding on, gosh, I don't even remember. There's so many. Let me see. I'm going to go into my photos for a minute because I took a picture of all the labels. <clears throat> I took a picture of all the labels that we <clears throat> bought. So I decided on lucky number seven, and I believe it was bad blood, bad blood. Both um, one was the sativa. Lucky seven was the hybrid. And while I'm here, I might as well read off all the other weeds that we smoked for the most part. So along with those two is Forbidden Fruit, <clears throat> Strawberry Poison, Maui Wowie, Nuclear Something, Blue Dream. I didn't even take a picture of all of them. We had a whole bunch of weed. We ended up <clears throat> all leaving that one dispensary for the first trip and having enough to last us the whole trip, if not, um, if not after. We had some left over which I'll explain to you later. So we get all of our, our buds. They're in there. They're all separated and they're describing what they are. You can open them, smell them all had a potent smell. Looked beautiful. It was really, really, really life changing. And as small as it may seem, it's just open up my ideas of the possibilities of what the culture can be like, what the weed culture can be like um, over here on the, on the East Coast in Jersey and what the, the possibilities are from a business standpoint, entrepreneurial standpoint, even if you just want to work in a dispensary, I think that's going to be me. I want to learn the game. I want to learn how the, they run, how they work, and <clears throat> hopefully one day have enough money to maybe open my own. Uh, it's not really a dream of mine, and honestly, I just thought about it while I was sitting here talking to you guys, but it would be fun, and it would be a good idea. Excuse me, just hitting my little wax pen here. But yeah, everything was separated. Everything was amazing. Um, prices were pretty decent. Uh, I think we got like five grams for maybe like $25, $35. I bought some gummy edibles. Um, also outstanding. 
pre-rolls um they gave you they give you a lot of kickers and shit if you spend like 50 bucks you'll get like a free pre-roll but it was like three for ten so we bought and i'm not talking like you know like thin pre-rolls like these pre these pre-rolls had to have like two grams maybe a shake in them like it was they were stuffed like almost to the point where it was a little bit hard to burn some of them but they were they are amazing and I ended up getting three more of those for like 10 bucks. I spent like 60 bucks and ended up getting enough weed to last like obviously more time than we had to spend there. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, we all had sessions all the time, smoking all the time. And it was truly, truly a great, great experience. It was, it was really heaven. I mean, for a stoner, it was heaven. Uh, I, I know people out there are probably used to that. But me... First time experience, uh, fucking crazy, bro. I gotta get over down to like DC and uh, places where it's legal on the e- on the East Coast and try to, you know, shit, get some experiences there. I know it's not many places, but if we could just get Jersey to do it, um, it's gonna be great. If they could just legalize it by the end of the year, which which last time I checked, they were trying to do, trying to get one more last shot about pushing it through, pushing it through legislation. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Whatever the shit is we have here they're trying to push it through there to get it in instead of having a vote on it um which would have to happen at the polls during the election i think in november of 2020 so far too far away far too far away to do that so i'm really fingers crossed that we can get something pushed through this year once uh that happens give it a couple months maybe closer to a year and we'll see dispensaries start popping up and it can really change jersey man it can bring so much business um and it's really not that bad it's really not that bad i it, the only thing that i guess i truly miss about cali is just that i mean jersey is one of its own everywhere i go there's nothing like it the four seasons if we just had that i think i might never leave honestly jersey is really going to be hard to leave hard to leave so what did we do out there i mean there was a couple things we did um i'm just going to d- you know, talk about the highlights of the trip, because if I went on all day about everything we did out there, I'd, you know, we'd be here fucking forever. This would be a movie and not a podcast. So obviously, first thing we did was smoke all the time. We smoked a lot before we went places. Um, towards the end of the trip, we actually brought it out with us. Amazing trip, did edibles and all that. So all these um, shit we're talking about, this is 100% why we're stoned. And we were all having a great time. No real issues. The first stop was for the wife's birthday. Shout out to her. Um, this was the first day we were really out there. Um, so I really wanted to make sure that this trip was special for her. Um, more so than it was for me. I mean, she always she asked me a lot, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, it doesn't even matter. I'm going to be in California. Like, what do you want to do for your birthday? For me, being in California was enough for me um there was no place i'd rather be on the west coast access to legal weed that's that's that was where my birthday was so i wanted to make sure hers was special and what we did for her was we went to the world of fruit now let me tell you guys all these pop-ups that everyone's been going to in new york and stuff like that i think this is like my first experience i'm pretty sure this is my first one in this type of museum and fellas we got to start doing the things our girlfriends like to do because this nine times out of 10 or all right, let's not give them that much credit. Let's say like seven times out of 10, 6.5 times out of 10. 
it's gonna be some fun shit and this was honestly fun as hell um the world of fruit it was basically a big fruit museum and it had different um or it's one big exhibit and it had different uh i guess rooms inside of it that had different themes for what fruit was so one room had big fruits that you could take pictures with another room had a fucking dragon fruit um big dragon fruit thing that you can jump into that had a bunch of like balls and stuff in it a watermelon room the shit was crazy the shit was honestly nuts and i had a great ass time i had a great ass time there we were able to try some fruit samples at the end and we went oh yeah we had a brunch before that so the brunch was amazing as well so we coming off some good food to go to this amazing museum eye-opening different for sure like i said fellas we gotta start doing the things our girlfriends want to do uh 6.5 7 <laughs> out of 10 times that is going to be uh something fun so the world of, world of fruit was great as a guys and i enjoyed it and even she did and watching her enjoy it was everything to me so we did that went back to the crib um smoked some more and chilled for a little bit until we ended up going out that night um, so that night was the first night we went out the previous night we planned on doing something, but we knocked out crazy, man. Talk about jet lag. I didn't feel anything until I laid my head down on the pillow had to be like maybe eight thirty, or around like eight actually that we went to sleep. Everyone planned on, um, linking back up around eight thirty, but we all knocked out crazy. Everyone was knocked out. I didn't wake up till about 10 30. And once I stepped out the room, I realized everyone else was still asleep. So we all ended up chilling for the night. So this is the first night we went out and we decided to go to a hookah lounge. Another first experience for me. I've never been to a hookah lounge, but it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, now we ended up, I think it was, I forget where we were. I forget where we were. Maybe it was like a, a downtown LA, Hollywood. I don't, I, uh, I'm going to need some help out with that one. But uh, we get it there. It's a pretty dope place. We walk up. Um, it's like almost like a prison to get into, man. They took our IDs. We had to sign waivers and stuff like that. Excuse me. You can take another hit of the pen. Actually, you know what? Let's try to hit the bong again. This thing has been killing me all morning. So hopefully I don't die from coughing. So bear with me one moment, guys. Nope, not this time. I, I had went down, got some ice to put in it, let everything chill out a little bit, hit a hundred times smoother. So, uh, maybe we'll go back and record that intro. Maybe get a nice little uh, rip out of that one. But anyway, we pull up to the hookah lounge. They're taking our IDs, stuff like that. We have to sign a waiver. They're taking our pictures. It's pretty crazy uh, to get in. But once we got in, it was, it was dope. They walked us to the back, got us a table or a little section. As a matter of fact, it was, it was again, it was 11 of us got us a section, like four big ass hookahs. And it was dope. The music was fucking awesome. Um, the DJ didn't take any requests. So that was kind of a downside, but as far as everything else, the setup was great. It was chill. Uh, the music was great again. And honestly, that is the most smooka smooka <laughs> that's the most hookah i've ever smoked in my life and it was dope it was dope it was fun they had a bunch of different flavors 
and it was casual, man. We were in there chilling, talk, not really talking. The music was kind of loud, but pretty much just vibing and relaxing. And that's my type of shit. So I told, I told my girl, told my friends, take me to more hookah lounges like that. And this is on, not on top of the fact that we smoked some weed there. Me and my girlfriend stepped outside to smoke weed, but there was other people in there that were smoking weed inside. And this is not even to mention, this is not even to mention, we're just chilling, casually chilling. And Lou Williams, for those of you who don't know, the six man on the Clippers, the guy with two girlfriends, Lou Will, will just casually strolling, just casually strolled, strolled past. And like the way I'm seated, I can see like everything in front of us. I could see the whole hookah lounge. And I, and I'm, and I look and I'm just like, is that motherfucker? Is that Lou Williams? I was like, dude's kind of tall, but I'm, I'm looking at him. I was like, motherfucker. I was like, that is Lou Williams. Just casually chilling. I didn't want to fanboy too hard, but just the fact that there was an athlete and he wasn't even the only athlete in there. I don't know if you guys know, Nikel Roby Coleman of the Rams was in there chilling, relaxing, not doing anything too crazy, minding their own business. People weren't like mobbing them or anything, just moving freely. And it was dope, man. So shout out Lou Will. Not that I talked to you or anything, but shout out to shout out to you, man. Just, you know, casually being there. It was kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but not really. So the Hook Lounge was lit, man. Hook Lounge was super, super dope. Um, enjoyed it. We had a couple of drinks while we were there. You know, we didn't get too hammered or anything like that. No one really got too hammered the whole trip, but we did drink and we were casual, casually drinking, man, making a great, making a great vacation out of it. Yeah, man, so what is next? All right, so the next day, it finally hits 12 o'clock while we're at the hookah lounge. It's now my birthday. Go back home. Obviously, we're smoking some more. Uh, go to sleep. But the next day was the day we went to visit the Weed Museum. Now, this is a museum set up by Weed Maps. Um, and Weed Maps is an app that you use. And this is not sponsored, by the way. So if you if anyone's listening to this and ever wants to sponsor me, this is probably what it would sound like. So, you know, weed companies, people. Send me something. We're going to get big eventually. So this is how it basically would sound. So Weed Maps is an app that you use to find all the dispensaries. So you know, you guys remember how I told you everything was pretty discreet. So this is how you would find your dispensaries. And you would not only find your dispensaries on this app, you would find places that deliver. Because some dispensaries are delivery only. So some places like that will deliver. And then there's also a way that you can find deals. So you'll find all the best deals, whether it be an ounce of something for this much, a uh, couple pre-rolls or edibles for this much. It lays out all your deals and where they're at in your location, shows you locations of dispensaries and everything. Truly, truly a heaven app. And I can't wait to be able to use it over on this side. Um, so it was great. It was great. Weed Maps, uh, not only using the apps, but being able to go to this museum and it's not where you smoke weed, but it takes you through the history of marijuana and takes you through the different eras, uh, the prohibition era and how it got people to think that weed is a bad thing and weed is a devil drug. There was photos literally or an actual old dictionaries from the past that had marijuana, uh, find in there as a drug that makes people go crazy and things of that nature so we really see why the history of the drug why it's you know why it's made it this far is to being grouped into a category of a schedule one drug with things like heroin and lsd and methamphetamines and things like that something that is totally natural totally harmless for the most part 
how it's gotten to this stage to where it's illegal and, you know, frowned upon. It's, it's really crazy, and it was really interesting to go through and see how times have changed from past eras to where we're at now, where states are legalizing, and more and more we're getting closer to a nation that's going to be legal, just like it is in Canada and other nations, to completely smoke weed. And it's dope, and it's dope, and I just can't wait till the day that we can push that forward and be a completely legal country um, that we can use this to you know, invest back into the country and bettering things because it is a business and it can make a shit ton of money, a shit ton. If you don't know the revenue this shit can bring in, please look at California. This is something that is beneficial to everyone, even if you don't smoke. So just really, it's really great to do some research and it was really awesome to see that in front of me. Uh, They had different exhibits and then it ended with um, showing us how weed affects the body and it's something that I found very interesting on why you can't overdose on weed um why the drug doesn't uh I guess I don't know clog the receptors that affects on the vital systems that help us to breathe so that's why we can't overdose on the drug it was very interesting and it was very eye-opening and it it showed us that and one of their models was flowers are not a crime which you know which I go with 100% because flowers are not a crime man this shit is natural This shit is a natural thing that grows. I mean, it's not so much natural now. I had a conversation with my pops yesterday. I mean, they're crossbreeding strains and shit like that, making new strains. So it's not completely natural, but, you know, it's not like something that is as harmful as something like alcohol can be. And it's definitely not deserving to be a Schedule 1 drug. So it's something I feel passionate about, man. Uh, Something I'm really passionate about. And it was dope to be around that. And that's something... And that's something that goes with the idea that you're more accepted. And like I said, not that I'm mean, like, I don't feel accepted here because I have tons of friends, tons of family, whole community that I feel totally accepted in. But as far as the societal views, again, not that I give a fuck, but from society, it's it's not a thing that you're going to feel accepted. And out there, you feel accepted as a stoner, as a creative, whatever you may be. You It, it put weed in a good light. Let's put it like that. I put weed in a good light and it was definitely interesting and a highlight of the trip and being able to do that with my girlfriend, being able to do that with my friends, my sister. It was an amazing thing. It was amazing. Um, so I was definitely, definitely looking forward to get back out there. Um, and anyone that goes to L.A., I recommend 100 percent going to the weed museum and. Uh, even if you don't smoke and just looking at the history, if you had some bad ideas about it, go look and see um, why you may have a bad idea. Uh, the type, the way this shit is framed, the way marijuana is framed from back in the day. Go take a look and see. It's very eye opening. Very, very, very eye opening. Now, those were obviously um, some of the highlights of the trip. We did other things. We did go see the Griffiths Observatory, excuse me. It's a a free um, thing that's up in the Hollywood Hills. I think it's the Hollywood Hills. I mean, the Hollywood sign was right there, so I'm assuming. So it was the Hollywood Hills, uh, looks down over L.A., and it was really up there uh, in elevation. I mean, you can feel the, the change in pressure. It was pretty cool, though, seeing the city and stuff like that. Took a bunch of pictures, seeing the Hollywood sign. Uh, we went down to Santa Monica, Venice Beach. We saw the sunset, which was life-changing, amazing, really beautiful. 
The only thing I really disliked about it was the gruesome, gruesome, gruesome amount of fucking traffic that was out there. There was a shit ton of traffic. A shit ton of traffic. I'm talking, it took us like an hour to go somewhere that was maybe 15, 20 minutes away. So it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Lift rides were pretty expensive. We didn't rent a car out there. I feel it was like a choose, pick your poison type of thing. Spend money on the car and be stuck in traffic driving and not being able to park. Or just pay a little bit extra, if it was extra, if anything, for uh, the lifts and the Ubers while we were out there. So we did that. And... Other than that, I mean, In-N-Out was super, super hyped. Those of you that make In-N-Out this big West Coast thing, you hyped it up, man. We got our In-N-Out. Fries were pretty trash. I mean, I made it work. Fries were pretty trash. And then the burger was like probably a step above a McDonald's burger. It was good. It was cheap. It was very enjoyable. I would definitely go back, probably. Um, But it was not what it hyped up to be. So that's where my disappointment is. So In-N-Out burger rating. 5.5 5.5 out of 10, um, and that was really the trip, man, that was the, co- coming back home, you know, another smooth flight, but coming back home was definitely a little bit depressing, man, uh, just the idea of a vacation, when you think about it, is BS, is BS, um, and maybe I live in some fantasy world, maybe I smoke too much weed, or a pot, or whatever, it's getting to me, but there's no reason why we need a vacation from what we call reality. I think the idea that you need a vacation would say that the reality that you live in is not so much where you not where you want to be, but I mean, it sounds like kind of I don't want to be too aggressive, but because it's not slavery, we're all compensated, whether we believe it's well enough or not, but we're all compensated for our jobs. But the idea that we have to use PTO, uh, which is, you know, again, PTO is fucking great. You know, talk about a drug that's more up there addicting with weed. It's definitely PTO. Um, That's one thing I'm, you know. I'm thankful for it, but, you know, we don't get enough. The, The idea that we have to put in PTO uh, just to be able to get off work and the fact that we have to call out and shit like that. I mean, this world has to run. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we all play in, in integral parts to society and the things that we do. But the idea of a vacation is just like depressing in itself. Like, yo, I just need an escape real quick. So I'm going to go live my life, not have to worry about shit for a couple days, smoke all this weed, get used to it, and then come back to, uh, you know, come back to the job. And I just don't think that's right, man. And like I said, I feel like I live in a fairy tale world sometimes where, where I think the world doesn't necessarily have to be like this and we don't necessarily have to live like this. But I'm definitely at this point caught in between of caught in between of, you know, the world has to go around, but we shouldn't have to be working like this. It doesn't have to be this way. Um, I know for me personally, what I'm working towards is the ability to have, uh, the financial freedom, freedom to have the time to do things. Like I want to be able to afford to have the time. Let's put it like that. That's what I'm going to work for, work towards to, excuse me. I want to be able to afford to have the time to do things that not only I want to do, but to be able to give back in different ways and not have to waste time putting money in someone else's pocket. It's, it's, it's tricky, man. It's depressing for real. Honestly, it took me a couple days to really get back into that. Um, I definitely felt some type of way. 
I definitely did. And it was hard. It was definitely hard to go back to work. Definitely hard to get back into the swing of things. So maybe that's why uh, we're going to podcast a little late. Um, because sometimes you really have to take the time to adjust, uh, get back into it. And I'm, if I'm moody like that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving the best, my best effort. I have to want to do something to, uh, really put my best effort in, into it. And this is something I want to do, uh, for hundred percent, but getting back and having to get adjusted was definitely something I had to mentally prep for, I guess. So taking all the time I needed to relax on the way back was something I needed. But now we're back to work. And just because this is going to be the last podcast for a little bit, um, doesn't mean I'm not going to be working. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, Duvet, D-O-U-V-E-H, and follow the Session with Dougie Twitter. That is where you're going to find all the updates at. You can go online as well, but I may be shutting the website down at some point just to work on that as well. It's going to not be a rebrand, but we're going to we're going to kick this thing up a notch for sure. We're going to definitely invest some more time into it. The time that I would use again to record the time that I would use to edit the time I would use to prep. That's all going to be put towards something else that's going to have to do with the podcast now. And I cannot wait to show you guys. So that's all I really have to say. I'm going to get on with my day now. It's Friday. I'm going to try to push this to you guys before the weekend's over, but it's probably going to be on Monday. So if you're hearing this before Monday, I did it. If you're hearing it on Monday, you can hold me accountable. I will talk to you guys soon. I'm not going to say it's going to be a couple months because I'm sure I'm going to stop at some point and put out a podcast here and there. But at this point right now, don't really expect them to be every week like we do. I'm going to try to drop them, you know, here and there until I get what I need to get done just to be fresh, just to be able to put some content content out, be able to put me on, keep me on my game, excuse me. But uh, definitely got to spend some time elsewhere, guys. And you will see that. So like I said, follow me on Instagram, D-O-U-V-E-H. Follow the Session with Dougie Twitter, which is A-S-W-D-O-U-G-I-E. Uh, for all the updates there. I'll be sharing it with you guys. I'll be showing it on on my Instagram. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon for sure. It's not going to be a long one. And I can't wait for you guys to see what I'm going to do. So it's been real. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's been everything to really describe it for these first 15 episodes. And I can't wait to give you guys a million, million more you know who it is it's your boy dougie and i'll see you guys soon it's a session with dougie the podcast thanks for listening